It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Rangers Today Baseball Podcast. From the bus leagues to the big leagues, the Rangers Today Baseball Podcast has got you covered. Here's Jeff and John. Everybody, welcome to the Rangers Today Baseball Podcast. This is episode number 110, and today, Kobe Lewis is going to join us, and today it's brought to you by Premier Properties. This episode, along with all spring training games, or all spring training episodes, is brought to you by Premier Properties. Whether you're buying, selling, leasing, or own investment properties, Premier Property can help you out. Go to SWDallasRealty.com. That's SW, like Southwest, DallasRealty.com. DM me for more info if you want it on Twitter, Facebook, wherever we're friends at. You can also go to RangersToday.com and hit the link at the top of the page. Thanks to Premier Properties for doing that. Okay, bud, we got Kobe's coming up. Before we get into Kobe Lewis, though, uh, this uh, it was a sad day yesterday. Uh, the Texas Rangers lost, and I think it's time to just take a second to stop down and talk about Hector Ortiz. I never really met Hector. I, in passing, we've said hello. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You knew Hector, sure. Yeah, um, you know he he. Uh, I, I I went to instructs maybe twenty one or twenty two, and um, I was like, man, who's that skinny guy? And it was it was Hector. And Hector had been dealing with, with cancer. He'd had surgery and, um, but he was still out there coaching and feeling good and, 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 and optimistic. And, uh, I mean, that was a couple of years ago. And I, I think he, I think it was a, a pretty tough, a tough case of, of cancer. Not that any of them are easy. Um, obviously. And, um, you know, he lived in Peoria right there near surprise with his wife and kids and, um, Tony Beasley had been visiting him in the hospital here uh, during spring training at the Mayo Clinic, and um, <clears throat> just one of those things where where it it ended it didn't end the right way. And so uh, you, you feel bad for the guy, and the family, obviously, uh, a lot of people in the organization, a lot of former players. I saw Robinson Trinos tweet something out. Derek Collin tweeted something out. Uh, he touched a lot of lives, and you know. Uh, Probably the first time I remember hearing about Hector was uh, when Jorge Alfaro was a prospect in the system, and um, the Rangers were like, "Well, we're going to get him with Hector, and 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 he'll be fine." And uh, 
you know, Jorge Alfaro is still bouncing around the major leagues. I mean, he, he turned into a major league catcher. So yeah, uh, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of people are, are, are feeling this one and, um, that, you know, super nice guy. Never, never heard a bad word about him or from him. Um, just, just enjoyed talking to him. Nice guy to be around. He, you know, he had a long professional career. He spent a lot of it in the minor leagues, but he, he had some time with the Royals and then the Rangers there in 2002. I think he got into seven games. So, uh, you, you hate to hear stuff like this. You know, only 54, uh, leaves mm-hmm. behind, like I said, leaves behind the wife and the three kids. And, um, uh, it's going to be tough for them, but, um, hopefully they're, <clears throat> hopefully they remember the good times and, and hopefully there've been some of the last few years. Well, from, <laughs> from us here, everyone at Rangers today and the Rangers today baseball podcast, obviously our thoughts and prayers are not only out with, with Hector's family and, and all of them, but with the whole Rangers organization. Uh, this was obviously just from what I saw yesterday, it was very, it was felt deep within the organization. Sure. And there was a lot of people that were very, very sad about it. Um, wish I'd have known him better. He was so, I mean, anytime you'd run by and you'd, you could say, Hey, and he'd say hello. I mean, yeah. but I, I never nice. sat down and talked to him. Super nice guy. Yeah. that, And I was only there the one year with him. That was 2019 and 20. He was with the Rangers. Uh, but you know, we never got around them in 20. We weren't allowed to get around <laughs> yeah, them in 20. Yeah. So we, we weren't doing that. Hector, uh, rest in peace, buddy. Um, uh, you know, your, your family, we know you were loved by everybody, but, uh, you know, well wishes to you and your family and everyone else. Okay. Let's go to uh big league stuff. <laughs> big uh, league first stuff. of all, we're going to be there That's right. We're a few days away. Wednesday, we fly out the sixth. We will be there from the sixth to the 12th. So a lot of new video stuff's going to be coming out. Uh, we'll be splitting up during the days. We try to stay together, but I like to go look at things. We'll get videos together. Watch the YouTube channel. Yeah. Hit subscribe. Hit the button down there. Lots of videos are going to come out on the YouTube channel um, between Jeff and I both. Um, and might even do some live stream in there, too. I do think Jeff and I are probably going to do a few live streaming shows with Q&As at night. We'll figure it out if we get some time to do that. That'll be great. It'll be on Facebook. It'll be on <laughs> YouTube, whatever. Um, with our new um, Odyssey and what we're doing now, you guys will be able to interact. You'll be able to send in uh, questions right there. Uh, just comment questions. We'll be able to put them up on here and answer questions. But every night we can sit down or try to. I mean, look, the schedule is different, but we can try to sit down. We can hook up, go live, and uh, answer questions or talk about what we saw that day. Yeah, it can't get in the way of drinking beer, though. I that's mean, true. That's, that's, that's important. But uh, also, uh, got that time zone, time change. Yeah. Daylight savings is coming up, and that's right. We'll, we'll go from one hour ahead of Arizona to two. So uh, that's right. Crazy things happen while we're, while you're in Arizona, but absolutely. You know, I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm dying to get back. You know, I. I, I, I have a contract with my wife that I can't take any <laughs> trips any longer than ten days. Ever since we had kids, so I maxed out the first trip, and I'm wishing I was still there. Obviously, I love my family and want to see the kids and their practices and all this stuff. So. Um, it's a fair deal. Yep. And, uh, but, but I'm looking forward to going back. So then we'll come back and then I'll be home for four or five days and then we'll go again or I'll go again. You'll go again. I won't go back again. This is my one trip. And, uh, you know, (laughs) we, we talked about even going earlier guys, but like, like you said, with your family obligations, I've got my family obligations. Right. I got a son in a play in Missouri and I've also got a son doing a robotics competition. (laughs) So I'm driving all over the country tomorrow. Starting tomorrow, I go to Waco. Then I go to Missouri Saturday, get back Sunday night. I start packing it up and get ready for, for, uh, Arizona. All right. And we had to, we had to get our, uh, we had to get our conflicts out of the way when we were getting this trip planned. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I got, think, I got another one out of the way, which 
I'd done so beforehand, maybe we could have altered our schedule, but we're good now. So we're good to go. Okay. So the live shows are something's going up. Okay. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. I'm going to talk about the elephant in the room. This is, this is kind of funny. It's way too early for this. uh, But I I would say that the the biggest elephant in the room right now um, about spring training, and it doesn't mean a damn thing. I'll stress that over and over, but uh, Wyatt Langford is one for eight with five strikeouts. The guy that's supposed to come in, make this team, and be a, you know, a star on this team right yeah. out of that. Um, you know, look, is it concerning? Sure, but it's also, you know, th- this kid was a lot was put. Everything was talked about Wyatt Langford coming <laughs> in big league camp, got a chance to make this team. All of that, I've said it all along. I mean, at first I was adamant, and when I said. I think he ought to go down just for a little bit and get, you know, get some more ABs. <laughs> more than anything, more than even ABs, he's not a great left fielder. He, that's defense is kind of his game he needs to work on where he's a catcher coming out of high school, caught his first year at college, then he played outfield. He's an athletic dude, and he is one of the most athletic dudes I've yeah. ever seen. Yeah. So he will be a great outfielder, so it wouldn't hurt. But you brought up great points about if he made this team, if he became a candidate for rookie of the year, he made rookie of the year. There's extra draft picks that could come with that. Yeah, obviously. So I'm like, okay, well then good. I can tell you this, this is what I can guarantee you. If he is one of the best nine hitters on the big league team, he will make this team out of spring training. Bruce Bochy is not going to go, well, let's give him a couple of weeks. If he is one of the best nine hitters on this roster. He will make this team. Yeah. I, I think he's going to make the team. I, I, I did a Ross opening day roster projection, uh, Wednesday, it's at rangerstoday.com, which you can read for $5.99 a month or, or $35 for six months or $60 for a year. We had a we had a spring training sale that, that went well, and it, it might be coming back. But uh, in the meantime, you do one while I'm there. Go, go and read it. Um, it's, uh, he, I mean, the spring results don't, don't look great right now, but how are the at bats? That's the, that's the <laughs> are, are they good at bats? You know, and then, and those are things that you can't get from from game tracker, you know, is because only a few ballparks have game tracker where it's pitch by pitch and everything like that, um, you know. And and is he working deep counts? Is he uh, <clears throat> is he is he on time? You know, just things like that. And also the the Rangers and and we and in the media, we we don't know like is he traditionally a slow starter? Like at Florida, yeah, did he start slow? Right. I, don't, I don't know, you know, did, did it take some time um, leading up to games for him to, for him to get going? And right. maybe it did. And uh, I, I don't, I don't think the Rangers are too worried about it. I mean, now if he, if he hits a hundred the whole spring and then, then, then they'll, they'll have a, a decision to make, but I, I do think he's on the roster. Um, I think that <clears throat> there are ways to, to hide the, defensive uh, deficiencies, what, which ones, whatever ones there are uh, by DHing him and sure. running Adolis through there and, and, and even Evan Carter DH days or whatever you got to do. And then also I think if, if the Rangers are without Corey Seager for any length of time to start the season, they're going to want a little more offense and yes. And Wyatt Langford uh, is, is offense. And, and um, so yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't worry too much about it right now. It's I mean, eight at bats. I mean, it's eight at bats. <laughs> yeah, it's a- I've seen the chatter. That's why I brought it up. The elephant in the room. The chatter is ridiculous. Yeah, you know, is there a? You know, I've even seen as far as did we? Did, is this a bust? Did we? <laughs> you know, I. <I've, laughs> you know how some of these people are. Yeah. It's crazy. 
And but I all along I've said you can't. Well, first of all, you've said this more than anybody. Can't pay attention if if he had jumped out right now and he was five for eight with two bombs, yeah, and an OPS of of you know one point six or whatever it was because he's <laughs> it's still eight at bats. He's right. still got to get through the spring, yeah. yeah, and he still may need. They may see something that says maybe we ought to give him a couple weeks or something like that. Yeah. Now they could also see something right now and be going, pay no attention to to one for eight. Yeah. I'm loving what I'm seeing. I'm yeah. loving what his approach is at the plate. Um, he, he has seemed to, to swing early in counts. Um, well, that's all Corey right. Seager does that. Corey Seager's an ambusher. <laughs> yeah. Josh Hamilton did that. You know, yes, I, they do. Um, you, you can, and, and then you, you also rely on what the scouts are seeing, what, what people saw during like live batting practice, sure. what they see during batting practice. And, you know, during live batting practice, you know, and Mike Maddox came up to you and he goes, man, that, this guy can really hit. You know, and yeah, and then if you you read if if anybody read the Jeff Passan story at ESPN, the Rangers are acting like this is the the second coming. So um, they're not going to put him in a bad situation. No, you're going to put a young guy in a you know the best situation to succeed. Um, but they but, don't play games. <clears throat> Go ahead, finish. But, but give him give give him time. You yeah. know, he's gonna he's gonna be in camp for a long time. Well, what I appreciate that the Rangers have done, it started with JD, and I hope Chris Young carries it on. They do not manipulate service time. If you are good enough to be on the big league roster, they'll put you up there. They did it with Elvis Andrus. They got him up there. They don't seem to manipulate service time if they can help it. If they think you're ready, they'll get you. Yeah. You know, they might have conceivably with Derek Holland in 2009. Um, But um, other than that, I, I can't really think of any examples off the top of my head. Uh, but, um, and now, now there's incentive to not do that. That's a big part of the collecting bargain, collective bargaining agreement with the draft pick. Right. So, um, we'll see what happens, but people who are, I pan- can't wait. people who are panicking are just, I, I, they're just, they're just stir, stirring the pot. They're that's just, sure. they're just being ridiculous. Okay. They're, 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 they're being ridiculous. So that's another <laughs> reason I can't wait to get there. I want to, you know, I, I missed him at Frisco. I, I don't know why it, or if I did, I don't remember seeing, but. He was not there real long, and then they the, – he's a guy that got there late in the season, then he ended up going up to, to AAA. But I want to see him in person. Um, you know, we've had him on. He was a great kid when he came on. Yeah. A lot of fun to talk to. Can't wait to see him in person. But, um, <clears throat> but you know, you can see that too. <clears throat> I went and saw uh, Jordan Lawler. You know who he is. Oh, yeah. He was the – he was taking number – Two or three six. over or six. six. I think he fell to six. Uh by the by the Diamondbacks. Played on right. the World Series roster. They brought him up. He played in one game. I went and saw him play at Jesuit High School all that year. That was I think that's the Jack Leiter year that they took Jack Leiter. Uh I think it was the Rocker year. Is it the Rocker year? Okay. I think so in either one, they had a top four or five pick. Uh the Rangers did. There was a lot of talk about Jordan Lawler, whether he was going to be there uh for them to take. So I went and go watch this kid. He went oh for four. Uh-huh. In the game. Now, I'm, I'm telling you, that's why I'm saying how early it is. He went 0 for 4, and there was no doubt whatsoever he was far and away the best player on the field. Yeah. He hit a foul ball. No, I'm sorry, he went 1 for 4, but his hit was a pop-up that was so high the second baseman couldn't get under. <laughs> he hit a line drive for a foul ball and almost killed Brian Jones, who was his third base coach. Oh, geez. I, I've never seen – he was lucky he moved his head out of the way because he stroked an inside – uh, right down the third base line, that thing must have been going 110 miles an hour. Yeah, you know that's pretty funny because the only time I ever saw Bobby Witt play in high school, he was just amazing. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. you just catch him on the right day. But of course, Bobby Witt is now a superstar. And yes, 
going to make a pile of money, what, 280 from the Royals. So Royals got a deal. Good, good for him. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't worry about Dwight Langford. I wouldn't worry about anybody right now. Um, you know, and, and honestly, like, you know, Josh Spores had his first outing yesterday, gave up a couple runs, a big deal. Uh, he's probably still building velocity. Um, these guys are working, the, the, but the, the starters have all been pretty good. Uh, but it's early, you know, you know, the pitchers are supposed to be ahead of the hitters. So that's another, that's another thing. Yep. You know, the pitchers have been in camp a week longer. And <clears throat> anyway, I, you know, again, result at this point mean nothing. Mean nothing. I mean, they're this, this, is, this is the, they're the, they're one week in the game. Absolutely. So it's funny. They're not playing every day. And, and remember <laughs> this too, when they're, when, when they're splitting these rosters up, when White Langford isn't in the lineup today, doesn't mean he's not facing live batting practice back on the backfields today. So right, or doing something. Or doing sure. something, or, or simulated games, or doing whatever. Um, I, I can't wait to see him. But I, it was funny to watch. That's why it was the big elephant in the room, you know, is this a bust, whatever it is. Because you know me, I like to over-exaggerate. I'll over-exaggerate again. Yesterday was a was a game of aces, Yamamoto versus Bradford. Awesome. In the big uh, stud pitchers for each team. And I got to tell you right now, Yamamoto, from what I saw, was as advertised. He really moved the ball around a good. Evan Carter got a hit off of him. Yeah. Uh, but – Bradford matched him two innings, one hit, got out. Uh, they both uh, threw double play balls to get out of innings and uh, both two scoreless innings. Yeah. You know, I, so they're the same player. Exactly the same. same they are the same player. Same contract and everything. Yep. Uh, yeah. I wrote about this today in the newsletter. Uh, <laughs> yes. That's fine. Cody's, Cody's competing for a spot and he wants to start. You know, yeah. he doesn't want to be a reliever. He wants to be on the team, of course. And if they say, "All right, you made the team, but we need you to work at a bullpen," he, he, do it he, happily. he will. He will do so with a smile on his face. But you kind of look at what everybody else who's competing for that job has done. He gave up the one home run in his first start, um, but uh, you know, no one's been unblemished in that role. So, no. um, good. You know, good for him. He he appears to have. I would say he's the front runner at this point. It's still very, very early, sure. but he's going to be on the roster. Uh, he's going to be one of the Rangers' best thirteen pitchers in camp. Uh, oh, well, that was right now, yeah. yeah I did, just uh, uh, you know, they, the Rangers love him. He's <clears throat> he, he's unflappable out there. He he's not afraid. You know, I mean, he he throws the ball 88, 89 miles an hour. Sure. You know, I know. On a, I know he can get it up to a little higher than that. But you see a lot These of guys are Bill Velo <laughs> right now too. You see a lot of eights, but. He throws it for strikes. It's got deception on it, um, commands it, and then his changeup is, is is really a great pitch. And yeah. he's working on a curveball. Uh, we're, we're you know re- refining it, so um, he knows it. he's just prepared. That's the other thing. They they never thought he was not prepared. He's unflappable. You saw you know we asked him when he was on our show a couple weeks ago. What's what's going through your system when when you're this rookie and you get called into a big situation? In, in a big game at, at Baltimore, he goes, I don't know. Yeah. Make no, no, my pitches. It was just baseball. Yeah. Got to throw, got so, to strike. You know, that, that kind of stuff gets people a long way. And, and we talked to Mike Maddox about him at the live show over at Hop and Sting Brewing Company uh, in Grapevine. And, and Mike just kind of lights up when he talks about, oh my about Cody Bradford. So yeah, he was not, he was, he was <laughs> uh, had nothing negative to say about Cody Bradford. So he really likes him. We like Cody. Yes. Yeah, and and, and I, I, he he's got a real good shot, and 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 Yamamoto. Hey, I'm I'm sorry I missed it. Um, I've seen highlights. I didn't. Got, watch well, I mean, I, I I don't care what he did on the field. I, I'd be more interested in seeing all the the guys from Japan, all the media guys from Japan who I like. And uh, but you know, it's a big deal. 
obviously in Japan. It's a big deal in the United States too. Sure. Uh, Otani made the drive up from Glendale and watched him. And um, so it's, um, it, it was a circus. I, I, I'd imagine, you know, when, when you Darvish his first, his first day in camp was, was nuts. And uh, the Rangers to accommodate the Japanese media, uh, a, they had like trailers for, for them to sit and work. And then um, they had tents, a, a tent just for, just for you. And um, to do press conferences, <laughs> to do press conferences, which he did before he started and after he started. And uh, they ended up running other guys into the tent eventually, but it would kill the grass in the courtyard area. So nobody, nobody liked the tent, especially TR. TR hated the tent, <laughs> but um, it was, it was, uh, it was just a circus and, and more guys have come along, but uh, you know, Otani obviously was a huge deal. Yamamoto was a huge deal. Uh, when, when Rory Sasaki comes here in a couple of years, he's yeah. going to be a, a huge deal throwing a hundred miles per hour. So, um, but it's it's fun and and these Japanese writers work so hard and yeah. and God God bless them and um, you know they're they're they show up every day ready to go happy they they're covering ball and it's one guy but they're they're covering ball I guess I guess now it's two with the Dodgers but yeah that's something I got to figure out do they have a Yamamoto guy and an Otani guy or do they have to do it both so yeah. I you know. I'd imagine, I'd imagine hey, well, these the guys, workload's they, not too bad. And you you know them. So these guys live in <laughs> Japan, but they just spend the year here? Well, uh, some of them do. Uh, some of them live in Japan, and some of them um, uh, are relocated from Japan. Um, yeah. That's that's uh, That happens, too. But like Sam Onoda, who works for NHK, he uh, he lives in, in Los Angeles, and he's lived here for a while. He was back and forth growing up. Um, uh, Hiroki Toda, uh, a buddy of mine, he's not covering baseball right now, but he's been, shoot, he's been all over the place. And uh, his family's with him now in New York, but he's he was covering the Olympics for the last five years leading up to Tokyo. And then COVID hit and he got stranded in London away from his family. And um, they, they work hard. They're away from their families and, um, but they show up and they're, I consider them friends and part of, part of the gang. So um, anyway, but yeah, Yamamoto, pretty good. It looked like. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to your, I love doing roster predictions. Oh right. boy. All go right. Go into your thing. So I do like, let's see, do I disagree with anything? I see exactly what you've got on your starting rotation. I think the bullpen was going to be the fun one. So you've got Evaldi, <laughs> Gray, yeah, Dunning, Heaney, and then you've got, of course, Bradford that you've got taken the fourth spot or fifth spot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those are kind of the five that, that entered spring in the lead, and uh, four of those five pitched most of the season in the rotation last year. Uh, so I thought that was pretty easy. Uh, it's pretty easy to go with. So yeah. you've got your bullpen, which I like. You've got LeClerc, obviously, Robertson, obviously, Spores, easy pick, Yates. Who yeah. I, we, and Yates had a good outing. He did have a good outing. He had a good yeah. outing. He was touching 93, they said, but these guys are still building up. Well, that's, that's about what he's got this, nowadays. He, but he's never been a huge guy on velocity. He's He's got the split finger. That's his his big deal. Now, you've got Jonathan Hernandez. Yeah. Brock Burt. All, all to me, pretty easy to go with. But here's where you got. Now, Danny Duffy, I think we've all kind of thought Danny Duffy, he <laughs> could even make that fifth spot right. in the rotation, right. too. But Jake Latz. Jake Latz. Yeah. 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 You know, he. They called him up late last year. He really found like in May, 
maybe like 17th. His ERA was over nine at triple yeah. a and it finished right around four. Um, he, he figured some things out. He worked, did well in one in, in shorter stints. It's a former starter. Um, and, and they kept him with the team. He could, you know, he got called up in September and when uh, Ian Kennedy had to go on the injured list and they, they, the Rangers kept him with them through the whole postseason. Right. So he was with them soaking in all that stuff, all the experience he was throwing live BPs um, between series or, and, and staying active and ready to go. And I just think, you know, a couple of people mentioned that, that he's, he's got a real good chance to make the roster and, you know, he's, he's a little bit older now. I mean, he was drafted, I think in 2017 or 18. I mean, it's been a while. Uh, he had a, a, a strange college experience. And, and um, But anyway, he, he's a nice guy. Seems like he, he feels like he's figured some things out on how to pitch, the art of pitching. And um, look, you know, there's always a surprise. Yeah. Uh, there's always a surprise addition to the roster. And, and um, I could I could see Mark Church making the making the roster. He, he, he's he been pretty good. Um, so anyway, yeah, so I'm with Lats. And then Duffy, you know, <clears throat> he needs to get his velocity up, which probably will come. Um, but he's former teammates with Chris Young. And and Chris Young's assistant, Dayton Moore, was the the GM for the Royals those years when Duffy was there. So uh, I'm kind of playing, uh, it's not nepotism, but um, I, I think that he has an advantage because of that. And, and I mean, But he's good. He pitched really well in, he pitched really, really well in, uh, in, in Puerto Rico. And he also was with the team at times during the postseason. So um, a great guy too. So um, that's how I went with it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the infielders. Well, you went with the catchers. You went with three. I did in part because of how I did the infielders. Right. So you did Jonah Heim, uh, Kisser, and then you did Sam Hunt? I did. Kisser. That's, right. that's so weird to me because it's KN. Yeah. yeah. Kisner? Kisner. Kisner. Yeah. Okay. Oh, but the N, the, the, the first, silent the N. First, the first N is silent. Yeah, that's weird it's to me. backwards. Okay. So Kisner and then you got Sam Huff. Right. Um, because... I don't. I think Corey Seager is going to start the year on the injured list. You think he will end up? Uh, okay. You know, I I don't I don't know. We don't see Corey a lot. We got an update from him right at the start of camp, and he he didn't know. He didn't seem optimistic. I don't want to say he was being pessimistic, but it sounded like he hadn't done a ton. You know, he had only walked and, and ridden a bike, and um, he's in good spirits when you do see him. But I don't know that he's going to make make the roster. You know, there's no. There's no need to rush it. I know I got no issue with that. If he needs yeah. a little extra time, you'd rather that be at the beginning of the year. So anyway, so I instead of um, Justin Foscu, I went with Sam Huff. Um, okay, and just because you-, <clears throat> you know Bochi mentioned uh, while I was there the possibility of three catchers, and uh, you know they did that in the postseason and late last season with with Austin Hedges, but that was because Mitch Garver was a primarily a DH, and I. <laughs> I don't see that though. Kisner, Kisner hits the hits the crap out of it, yeah. <clears throat> and in limited there's limited time. I think last year he had 200 plus at bats and hit 10 homers. So yeah, there's some pop in there. He homered the other day. Um, so anyway, yeah, but <clears throat> now if Seager's healthy, then I think it'd be two catchers. All right. So in the infield, you've got Nate Lowe, you've got Marcus Simeon, you've got third base Josh Young, you have Duran as the opening day shortstop. Yeah. If if uh, and which is pretty well how it's going to go if, yeah. if, that, if that doesn't go. He's hit the ball good in the spring so far. Again, it's very early. That's the way that works. And then your utility guys, Josh Smith, 
Um, and then you've got uh, did you put a DH or nothing? You, don't, you I did outfield DH. Out, outfield yeah. DH, and then you got Carter, Tavares, Adolis Garcia, obviously Travis Jankowski, who signed a one point seven million dollar deal, and then you did you went with some, the Wyatt Langford. Yeah. Yeah, um, I did. The White Langford could be traded out for an extra infielder, and maybe with uh, what's his name, if if Josh, if if Wyatt continued this path all yeah, the way I mean, through this, the spring. Is, this is this is the first week of camp. We'll right. see what happens. That that thing can definitely change. I I, I think that White Langford is more than likely one of the top nine hitters on this roster. So uh, even with a healthy, um, excuse me, even with a healthy Corey Sigurd, he's I think he's he's got a chance. Yeah, I do too. Okay, guys. Nothing else here. Let's get let's get uh, Cody on here. Kobe, Kobe. Yeah. Cody, Kobe. We're talking about Bradford. All right, guys. We're gonna have Kobe Lewis coming up right after this. Joining us right now is former Texas Ranger great and special assistant to general manager Chris Young. It's Kobe Lewis, big friend of the show. What's going on, Kobe? I'm doing great. Just got done uh, working out, like I told you guys, just uh, hustling around, trying to get some stuff done before uh, before the weekend for the kid. But, yeah, everything's good. How are the streets of Bakersfield? Good? <laughs> the streets of Bakersfield are actually really nice right now. We're having great weather. We got some. actually got some more rain coming in. We've had, like, I, supposedly it's, you know, El Nino out here. So, um, we've, uh, it's kind of, you know, it been in between, you know, we've got weekends of rain and then, you know, beautiful during the week. So it's actually really nice. All right. Good. Good. Yeah. Um, we were in Arizona together. It was very right. nice in Arizona. Um, what were actually your impressions? Yeah, it was. I mean, yeah. I, compared to last year, last year was awful. Kid, we but, were cold last year. Well, do you have any big takeaways from the the time you were there? Did you anybody you liked? Uh, anybody who were you like, oh my god, why is he in camp? Anything like that? Oh no, I think I think we've got the right guys in camp. Um, I think uh, the big emphasis is probably like you guys know. I mean, we all know it's it's going to be the the back end of that that bullpen is trying to get it locked down, and because we have so many instances last year that that uh, you know we made games too tighter than they should be and lost some games because of this, that situation. So, um, uh, but I think the right arms, we've got the right arms in place. Um, um, I think the, the offense, you guys know the offense is going to be crazy again and, and do what they need to do. Um, but I think the big takeaway right now is, uh, with, you know, on a lot of minds is right now is probably Langford, you know, so we'll, uh, we'll see what happens with him. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think, uh, I needed to be in camp, you know, when, um, Gosh, when these guys were going through rotations, I think they stretched at ten o'clock and they were off the field off the field by eleven. I was like, Golly. <laughs> <laughs> setting, setting your tea time at eleven thirty, you know. So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it would uh, it, uh, it it would have been nice, but yeah, yeah. It what it is. Yeah. Yeah. What, what are your? We, we talked about Cody Bradford before you came on. Um, what do you what do you like about Cody Bradford? Because he seems to be doing pretty good. Yeah, I mean, well, because I I think as we all know, I mean, Cody is the type of guy that is never not going to be prepared. You know, um, watching him throughout the minor leagues and everything else, he took notes on every situation. Come in after 
every inning and jot down stuff and what he needed, you know, guys he threw, how it felt and all that kind of stuff. So um, he's the type of guy that, that uh, he's just, I think he's going to continue in, to improve just because of uh, his mindset. So, um, and as you can see, um, he is uh, um, performing the way he should be performing. And um, I think it's just like anything else, being a young, um, just the comfortability get going out there every single day or, you know, when he gets the ball yeah. is that, uh, is that he's, um, is the consistency, you know? I mean, I think that's what makes a true big leaguer. It's just, you know, if you do have a down day, it's, it's few and far between, you know? So, um, it's just, uh, and if you do feel in between, it's being able to struggle through three innings and not give up six, you know, struggle through three innings, maybe get, you know, give up two or three, you know? So, um, that's the, uh, um, the consistency that, that, you know, I would like to see, you know, especially out of our young guys, including him. So, yeah, now you bring up a good point. Cause honestly, I never really remember you having back-to-back stinkers or going no, I'm, through sure a, I, I'm sure I did, but I don't remember it. Yeah. I don't remember it. Colby. <laughs> I remember, I remember you had a long streak. Your first well, you, year, you, gotta, 10, you, you might have to. And you didn't win any games, but you were like throwing seven scoreless, and they weren't scoring you any runs. Yeah, yeah, it, I bet that, that that's that's fine as long as you continue to go out and and do your job and put the team in position to win at the end of the at the end of the day. I mean, that's all you can do. And I feel I feel like I preached that every single time you guys came by my locker after a game. I'm like, I'm I'm not worried about it. We were in position to win, and and that's all I can do, you know. And I think that's what yeah. um, any guy takes that mentality um, is going to go out and and uh, and perform at at his best, you know. Instead of in, you know trying to worry about it and be a me guy, you know, and and you know where's my wins at, and I'm working for working for a paycheck. I think at the the uh, at the end of the day, it's it's about winning world championships, and and I think that's what uh, we have to go out and. There's a big target on our back now, and we got to go out there and and uh, repeat. You know, what do you what? How do you feel about the rotation? Because I know everybody talks about the injuries and that Montgomery isn't isn't back, but four of those five guys will have they pitched a lot last year. I mean, when you right. when you go back and court and go through the season, it was Avaldi, Gray, Heaney, Martin Dunning. Perez, who's not there, and, and Dane Dunning. and Dunning. For, for a lot of the season. And I, I just think right. the people who are worried about that are, are, aren't connecting the dots. It's the same group. Yeah. And, and I think now it's not really some of those guys. We're not, there's not that big emphasis on you. Hey, you got to go out and throw 200 innings I- I- anymore, you know? Yeah. So I think there's going to be situations where you can give these guys a break a little bit of a, um, a cool down, you know, especially early in the year or if we're up late in the year, you know, kind of dial guys back. Um, you know, um, if you have a decent lead, you know, like, Hey, maybe give a, a couple, uh, a, one of these guys, um, you know, a 10 day off and, and let, you know, spot start a couple, um, one of these guys out of triple A or double A and, and get them a little bit of, um, a little bit of time. So, um, it's just, that's all going to be with the training staff and, and the management group trying to, um, the coaching staff trying to manage these guys on innings wise. I mean, and, and it is what it is. I mean, like when we went to the back back years, you don't, you don't get the, you don't get the optimal rest because you're pitched all the way into October and, and in the parts, you know, beginning parts of November. So it's, it, it is, you know, part of it, but I think as long as you manage these guys and, and make, make sure that they're, uh, 
um, in the early early part of the year and the later part of the year is, is I think we'll be fine. Yeah. Um, you know, that it is, it is hard to go back to back. I mean, it's, it's a month of extra baseball. Yeah. How much time would you take off? Did you take off after 10 on 11? Um, uh, I only took off from working out. I only took about two weeks off like in training, training wise, but like when you don't go to the postseason, which wasn't very often when I was there. So, which was awesome. Um, <laughs> the one, I think what was it? The one year that we didn't go, what was it 14? Right. 14 when everybody was hurt. Yeah. 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 So 14, um, I took like, I would take all of October off, you know? So, um, and then start workouts back in November and then start throwing, um, in parts of, uh, December and then get ready for uh, bullpens and stuff like that right before spring training. But, um, yeah, it, it, uh, it definitely shortens your rest, but I mean, it's a good thing to have, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. How right. long did spring training was it before you would get your velo up to where you thought that was where you're going to be all year? I mean, you didn't come into spring throwing as hard oh, as I- you thought. You were. <laughs> oh no, no. They were actually joking around this, this spring about, uh, about me going out and I started like opening day of spring one year. And I think my velocity was like 83 or 84. And I gave up like in one in the, in the first inning, I gave up like three homers or something. And, and everybody was all concerned, you know, like, and then they came in and they're like, Hey, you feeling all right? I'm like, I'm fine. You know, I'm not worried about it. You know, like, so, and then once, um, the, uh, um, gosh, once the, the second deck comes on and lights, I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, you're, you get that extra adrenaline. Um, and I mean, by the end of spring, I was 90, 92 and ready to rock and roll. So, um, it's just getting your work done, trying to, you know, I mean, fastball location, especially early in spring, all these hitters know that you're going to try to work on mechanics, get your body loosened up and everything else. And, um, especially like knowing that you're already solidified in the rotation, it's not like you're out there fighting for a spot. It's definitely a comfort zone, and you can definitely throw a lot more strikes and start to try to nibble around the zone. So, yeah, you're going to get hurt a lot more because these guys know that you're not going to be out there snapping your best breaking ball in your your first time out. Yeah. So, yeah. So you you, you mentioned uh, Wyatt Langford. I don't know how much you were able to to see of him during live VPs and whatnot, but what. Uh, you have any? Did you see anything? Did anything grab your uh, grab your attention about him? I think the um, the calmness of him. Um, he he doesn't look like he's um, really uh, like nervous. He feels like he's um, you know he's asking the right questions from what I hear. Um, going about everything the right way, working hard. Um, he's not coming in like he's you know the first first round pick that type thing. Um, and, uh, like it's just his cage awareness, like when he's sitting in the cage and everything else, it just, it looks real simple. Um, and, and as you guys know, you know, he's got, he's got a lot of, a lot of power. So it's, uh, it's, it's just fun to watch, you know, his takes are, uh, are real good and knows his, uh, you know, strike zone awareness is, is, is really well. So, um, but yeah, I think it's just, um, a situation where, um, depending on him and, and how well he does in spring and, and, uh, where he goes or, uh, whether shoot, he might even wind up making the ball club. Who knows? Yeah. I think he will. I don't know. I just, Jeff's got his first prediction out. He has him making it. So, it's I mean, kind of look, it's kind of a feel. Well, and it's gonna go not, to, you go to Vegas, go to, go to Vegas and put some money down on him so he makes some money. 
I mean, I would bet for, on for that, rookie probably. for rookie of the year. <laughs> but, yeah, but see, now there's a big deal going around the baseball writers about you know all these betting things that we get to vote on these awards now. But we we you know there's a big concern that among like five writers probably that that we're going to violate our ethics and 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 select our our ballots based on what we've wagered and <laughs> give us a little credit. Where are you guys wagering between yourselves, or are you actually going? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think anybody's wagering for one, but yeah. but two, um, yeah. I, I I just I just think that whoever came up with this idea, I was I wasn't at the meeting. Whoever came up with this idea, though, <laughs> either they're degenerates or they know a degenerate. You know, yeah, they and, know and, somebody's and, got an issue. So, but you know, maybe I'll tell a friend to do it for me. I don't. know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're going to head back to Arizona at the end uh, with yeah, minor leaguers. I'll be back, yeah, I'll be back out there uh, mid March. So yeah, what what do you like about about the minor league side? What do you like development? What 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 do you like about that? Yeah, I like I like talking to them. Um, I mean, even some of the younger rookies and stuff like that in in big league campus is like I like more of the mental side of stuff, the approaches. Um, what they're thinking about when runners in, 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 on the bases, um, you know, I mean, um, you know, the baseball dynamics of it too, but I, I mean, I don't know me and me and Dio, um, talk a lot about them, like being on the road, you know, like, like for me, it was like, uh, you know, I'd always pack the same pillow that I slept with at home in my suitcase on the road. You know what I mean? You don't want to wake up with a crick in your neck and then next thing you know, you know, I mean, so it's all comfortability. I mean, I bought the same mattress that I sleep on in the uh, here at the uh, in Bakersfield as I did in Texas. So it's like you know, like it's just those type of things. Um, what else do we talk to them about? Um, you know, it's like the other things is like you know the minor league guys. It's it's okay to be jealous at times. You know, I mean, you know, there's guys that are going to be moving, and it's okay to have those feelings. It's I mean, it's it's what are you going to do with those feelings? How are you going to react from them are you going to are you going to sit there and dwell on them and it's and it's negative thoughts or are you going to are you going to work work harder and and uh try to progress and and you know go up there and take take his job you know so um it uh it's just you know stuff like that 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 um i don't know i like to tell tell a lot of these guys my story um the things that i've gone through um you know the the ups and the downs you know especially how how many times i've been hurt family situations, you know, to let these guys know that, um, you know, yeah, you can have a, um, you know, a great career and not let a lot of these, a lot of these things affect you, you know? Yeah. You, <laughs> you've got stories. That's one thing. Yeah. That's one thing you've got. Yeah. <laughs> that's one thing. Cold and that's step, so we had some fun ones when y'all talking about those world series runs when y'all. Well, shoot. I mean, the injuries that he had. Oh yeah. Going to Japan and all that stuff. I mean, it's pretty good. It yeah, should be a book. Yeah, I yeah. told you that. I told you that you should write a book or I should write the book for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we'll sit, we'll sit down one day when, with, a, with a couple of beers in our hand and, and get to typing maybe one day. <laughs> now, we've never done that before. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> uh, there's one, one more thing. I, I think we've asked this of a couple. Uh, we asked David Murphy, what, what did the Rangers winning the world series mean to you after you guys, came so close you know me and Dio were talking about it and everything else i mean it was like for me i was like 
so happy for the community and so happy for for the fans and like and the organization you know because I, you know me i'm just you know a diehard ranger so um and i just absolutely but it was like it was almost because you're a former player and we were we were there it was almost a little bittersweet you know like we should have had that feeling of, of running on the field you know especially in 11 you know like and so it was like you know i would i can't ever take away that 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 feeling that that knowing that what those guys felt when they ran on the field and you know like and having that and and i'm not mad or bitter or anything like that but it it, it was it was kind of like gosh i wish i could have felt that you know but yeah, um, of course. and um but yeah for the for the organization for the fans especially you know i mean they've been waiting so long for for that situation um and the ownership group you know they took us on you know when we were in when when nobody wanted us really you know so um it was uh <laughs> um we're sitting there and uh mlb was writing our checks at one point you know so um that's right <laughs> um, that's right yeah trying to trying to, trying oh, to yeah. find an owner for us. <laughs> yeah so, i forget about that <laughs> um, yeah i know um Oh, they they won't let us forget about it. Trust me. So we, we definitely we definitely pay, we definitely pay our dues. <laughs> um, so, uh, but yeah, it, it was it was an amazing feeling. Um, you know, I mean, especially I mean, my wife and and like she's. I mean, if if we're here just at the house, she just has the game on, and just so she can hear the background noise, like you know when I was playing. So if she's. Um, it's it's that type of situation where I look at it like if my wife's doing it, like how many other people, especially that are um, Texas Ranger fans that, that were doing the same thing for so many years and waiting and waiting and waiting. And um, yeah, it finally, uh, finally came true. So it uh, was a long time coming and I'm glad we, we got it done. And now we just got to go out there and, and get her done, get her done again. Like we did in 10 and 11, you know, I mean, as long as you put yourself in that position, you never know what can happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I always say it as the, you know, I was a fan. So, I mean, I, I get to do this now is great, but I grew up a Texas Ranger fan. I told Murphy this when he was on. It was like, you guys, though, I grew up going to games. I was an adult drinking beer back when Nolan Ryan was on the mound. That's how old I am. So, you know, the heart, I, I went through some shit. I mean, I'm telling you, but you guys, you guys in 10 and 11 made it seem possible that was the first time when fans went, the expectation level went way up going, okay, this franchise can get to a World Series and win it because these guys went back to back. And then all of a sudden, baseball was different in Texas. Right. <laughs> it's why people are so harsh on JD after that, trying to, so, <coughs> excuse me. Got him checked up. That's what y'all did. That's what y'all's team did. But it sucks, man. I mean, I know it's great that they won. You got to watch it, but damn. 2010 11 was a lot of damn fun. Yeah. But I think you said it. I think you said it perfectly. I mean, the level of expectation has been there since since we went in 10. You know, like it was like, all right, now we're a winning ball club. We should never lose again. You know what I mean? Like, like if we have a down year, okay, fine. Go get the guys and we're going to go right back to the postseason again. You know, like, and so um, I think that's the expectation. And, and, um, you know, just having those, what is it? It was a rough, since I retired, gosh, I was like, man, until you guys won, I was like, man, did I, like, I felt like I had a little, like, curse to the, to the organization. I'm like, I left, and the next thing you know, we lost for six straight years. So, (laughs) so. It's your fault. um, Yeah. um, So, um, but yeah, it, uh, it was a little rough go, but I I think we're back, and um, 
I mean, it's just that we have to continue that process. You know, it can't, we can't let it be a fluke. We got to be a, you know, a team that is respected every single time we walk out there on the field and they're like, shoot, we're, we got to play these guys this week, you know? So yeah, I think yeah, that's, the, exactly. that's, that's where it has to be every, you know, every week and, and every year, you know? Yep. Well, What's he got for him, John? Oh, so, you know, I, 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 last time we had John, I kind of went over all your personal stuff when you were drafted, all that fun stuff. So right, I, right. I, I, I came at some new different fun stuff. So when you, you know, first of all, you grew up in Bakers, you grew up in California. So who was your yeah. favorite team growing up? The Giants, actually. My brother was a Dodger fan. We always had KTLA. So I watched, actually watched a lot more Dodger games than I did Giants games. But um, I was just like going through my cards. Josh Shelton got me all fired up and looking at, you know, baseball cards again. So um, I had to pull out because he, he showed me this app where you can just scan, scan the card and it tells you what it's worth, you know? So oh, really? I was like, man, I was like, man, what, what do I got? You know? So um, uh, I was going through some of my cards and stuff like that. And um, I had, I have quite a few Nolan Ryans. Um, uh, and then, but my big guy, my, who I loved was, uh, and of course he's left-handed and, um, you know, complete opposite of me, but Will Clark was like my, like my guy growing up. And I, I think I got, I counted like 80 something cards of him, but, um, yeah, he was yeah. a giant back then. Yeah. And so, uh, <laughs> yeah, him and him, him and Kevin Mitchell were like the, the guys that I, I love the bombers, you know? So, um, but yeah, like, like when we were, what was it? Three years ago, four years ago when we had, yeah. When we had the, uh, all ballpark team or whatever it was that came out. We had, it was like, you know, me, Pudge, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, Brock, yeah. Blaylock and all everybody, brought everybody on the field and Will Clark and all these guys. And so, um, that was, just, I mean, I, I'd met Will before briefly, but then, um, I, uh, got to see him again and I told him, I'm like, dude, I got to get a picture, dude. I said, because I said, you were my guy growing up He's like, and you know, Will's like super fiery, you know, he's like, yeah, let's go, you know, come on, man, let's get a picture, you know? So, um, <laughs> but, uh, uh. Yeah, so that was super cool. I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, I think we're all fans of each other. And, um, you know, especially me being younger, of course, but getting around, be around one of your idols, you know, as you, as you, even as you're older and you did it. And it was just, uh, yeah. it was a pretty special moment for me. But, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was fun. Hey, so, so what, when you team. got that to was the my big... team, anyways, Giants, Giants were my team. Yeah. So when you got to the big leagues, that leads to a great question. What was the, what was the player when you got to the big leagues? who was somebody you were a big fan of the first time you got to be on the field with them and play against them or face them, or maybe they were just on the other team or maybe even on the Rangers or whoever, who was the one that really, you know, you, you went all Chris Farley on them and couldn't talk good or, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm on the field with this, this guy or whatever. I, I think <laughs> like the first, the first time, the first time I uh, got to meet uh, Griffey, well, I didn't get, I didn't meet him the first time. Um, because I faced him, but then I met him later. And then, um, of course, Jim Tomei, um, uh, just some of the guys that like, when I was still younger that I was like, these, these are like legit dudes. And then I'm standing on the mound and I'm like facing him now, you know? <laughs> so I think and like Ed, Edgar Martinez, I remember thinking, I'm like, dude, here's, I mean, <clears throat> facing Edgar Martinez right now. You know, I'm like, this is like kind of surreal, <laughs> you know? So like, Garrett, you know, Garrett Anderson. And that was like my, my first, because he's a, was a California guy, angels. Um, he, uh, he was my first big league strikeout. And I was like, man, you know, I'm like, I remember watching this guy and and now I just struck him out for my first time, you know? So that was, uh, awesome. kind of, um, 
you know, just, just cool moments, you know, that you, you'll, you'll never forget. And you're, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just, it was just one of those things that, that I, I couldn't believe it, it was happening. And then you get in, you get in, you get in the dugout and you're like, dude, I just did that. That's kind of cool. You know, so. <laughs> who's, the, who, who's the first batter you ever faced? Uh, Frank Minichino, little Frank Minichino. Remember him from the Oakland? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There you go. So, okay. So two more. I can't, remember, I can't even remember the second guy I faced because I got Minichino. I came in in like the sixth inning on opening day in 2002. Um, I was 22 years old and Jay Powell, um, looked over at me and we were losing like five to one or six to one. And he's like, Hey, start moving around here a little bit. And because I, I was a starter my whole career, but I threw hard. So they stuck me in the pin um, <laughs> yeah. because I had a, because I had a, a hell of a spring training, spring training. And I'm like, I've never thrown out a pin. So I didn't even know what I was doing. And so, you know, yeah. I had, I had really good, I had really good veterans, you know, uh, um, uh, even even though a lot of people don't like John Rocker, Jay Powell, Rudy Cienes, um, Todd Van Poppel, um, those guys all kind of took me under under their, my wing and uh, under their wing and, and kind of showed me the ropes of the bullpen a little bit. And so, but Jay leaned over to me. He's like, "Hey, he's like, uh, he's like, I start moving around here a little bit. It'd be you know probably a, a good time to get your feet wet here opening day with the you know with the <laughs> pack, pack with the packed crowd and everything." I was like, "I'm like, all right." And sure enough, the phone rings, and I get up, and I get I got to go face Minichino and with a runner on first and second with uh, two outs, and uh, um, I get him o uh, two, and then proceed to walk him because <laughs> I was because I was doing the 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 thing that Mad Dog hates the most, was trying to get a strikeout instead of just get the out, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I so then I get the bases loaded, and then I I don't even know who I face next, but I got a ground ball to short. And then ran out there for the for, for the seventh and had a clean seventh. And then they told me I was done. And then that's when I felt like uh, that, that's when I got in the dugout. My legs started shaking and actually realized what, what, what you did, you know. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so, but I wasn't I wasn't real nervous when I was on the mound, you know, because it's just kind of one of those things like you go and do it. And then when you're done, you're like the realization kind of sets in. Yeah. yeah so but uh, two more. But I get you two yeah, more real fine. quick. OK. OK. What was your what is your favorite baseball movie? Um, favorite baseball movie. I mean, it's probably it, it'd probably be Bull Durham. That's um, I mean, I like I, I really liked for the love of the game because, like, when the older he got and when he was throwing it, like yeah. he stand on the mound and he and 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 it and I I felt like this a lot towards the end of my career. Like when he throw a sign down and I'm like, and he stand there, he's like, all right, this one's going to hurt a little bit. And so, yeah. like, you know, like that's the way, that's the way I felt, you know, he's like, he didn't want to throw the curveball. He's like, ah, this one's going to hurt a little bit, you know? And then, and, and so that's the way, you know, I kind of felt like I take certain things from, you know, the movies that I felt like that are relatable, you know, kind of like how yeah. it happened because like, yeah. like, because I think the opposite, like Nuke Lelouch is standing on the mound and he's like, and, you know, Costner comes out to him and, and he's like, he's like, hey, why are you shaking me off? He's like, he's like, well, because I want to throw him a fastball, you know? He's like, this guy's a fastball. This guy's a fastball. Yeah. And he's like, he goes, <laughs> he goes, he says, he goes, well, he has, and Nuke Lelouch says, he hasn't seen my fastball. He's like, okay. So he goes back there and tells the guy what's coming and he hits a bomb. 
But that's the way you kind of have to think when you're on the mound. Like, I don't give a crap if the guy's a fastball hitter or he's a slider speed bat guy. Like, I'm going to throw him my slider because I know it's good. I'm going to throw him my fastball yeah, right. because I know I can, I can still beat him with it, you know? And so I like that mentality of it of, from a pitcher standpoint of going like, yeah, I'm going to beat I don't care if he's a fastball hitter. I'm going to beat him with my fastball, you know? So, um, so that's, that's like, I think, you know, like you can watch a lot of movies and stuff and, and I feel relatable to, to a lot of them, you know, but, but the the kids, yeah. The other one was, uh, um, and we still have the, uh, the suburban and we lifted it and stuff like that when the kids were a little bit younger. Um, they, they love to watch the Sandlot. So, um, so we nicknamed our lifted suburban, the beast. So that's what the they nicknamed it, so, the Beast. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. But, if you're uh, hosting a dinner party, you got the yeah. barbecue pit going. You got some briskets, whatever. You can have three, four. No, brisket, hey, no briskets. No, no briskets out here in California in, in the in the Central Valley. We do tri tip. Tri tip. Tri tip. Okay, so you got tri tip going. You can <laughs> yeah. you can bring any three players to sit around, drink beer, and eat your tri tips. Whether they're current, former, whatever, who's the three guys that are sitting around drinking beer and eating the tri tips with you? I don't know. I, I think I'd, I'd I'd like to talk to some like some of the older guys. I mean, I feel like some of the, um, yeah, I'd I'd, I'd I'd like to know a little bit more. Like sitting around when you talk to your dad or you talk to your grandpa, like. There's so many different things in, in what they had to go through, you know, and I think I would pick I would just pick some older guys and, and they don't even have to be, you know, like Hall of Famers or anything, you know, like they don't have to be Mickey Mantle or Babe Ruth or or, you know, uh, you know, Bob Gibson or something like that. I mean, like it would it would be those guys and those generations that went through it yeah. and just the, the grind and for so much, you know, so little money and, yeah. you know, just and just loving the game so much and how much they had to work at it, you know? So, um, I think I would just choose that era of baseball, you know? So, um, Satchel page, that would be a good one from that. Age. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, because you hear the stories and everything else, you know, I mean like, you know, the Jackie, Jackie Robinson breaking the barriers and do all that kind of stuff. And, but even the other guys, you know, like, um, um, that all kind of went through the same type of process, you know, like, just, you know, I mean, I might have my stories, but I would like to listen to like their, their stories and like, you know, walking on and off the buses and doing the different stuff, you know, like it would just be, I don't know, all those guys that did what they did all paved the way for the guys that are playing now. And I think you should have to, you, you have to remember those guys. Like when you're sitting down, like my first year, like I remember sitting there with those, those guys and they're like, Hey, we might be striking. So like, you're, you're not like, you're not crossing. This is what's happening. You know, like, so all these bargaining agreements and all that kind of stuff, they paved the way for these guys that are making $40 million a year, $50 million a year now. Like, yeah. so, I mean, you have to, you have to recognize these guys that, um, that, uh, put the time in and put the effort in to get the contracts that they're getting now. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta recognize those guys and, and, uh, you know, I mean, Say hi to them, you know, acknowledge them, you know, I mean, even these, yeah. you know, veteran sure. guys that, that have been out of the game for a, lo- a while. I mean, it, it's the old saying goes is this that uh, when they don't ask for your autograph, that's that's when it's, you know, you, you feel like you've been forgotten, you know, so um, and or you don't remember a guy's name. And you, like, I feel like every time I see a guy I always, you know, that's played in the 
in the seventies and eighties and paved the way for, for, for me and my, and everything else. I try to acknowledge him and walk up and tell him hi or whatever and, and introduce myself just because that was, it's, you know, we all have kind of have to, uh, you know, do the same thing. And so these, I feel like sometimes these younger guys kind of forget that, you know, but that's a great lesson. Yeah. 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 yeah the pay, Kirk Flood, Kirk Flood was alive. Everyone should, but that guy would never have yeah. to pay a bar bill as long as he lives. <laughs> right. Being the first guy to have the courage to go out in free agency and willing to step away right. to, to create free agency. So, all right. Anything else? No. But thanks, thanks for hopping on. Yeah, we appreciate dude, you. Thanks for stopping down and doing this. Absolutely. We'll, uh, appreciate it, guys. We'll when you come in town or something, we'll come in and get beers or do something. And I'll see you next week. Yeah. in a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah, you'll come the Go crush the wings or something. Yeah, we'll go to yeah. we'll go to Booty and maybe get in. Yeah, yeah. We'll go. Oh, I will be there for that. Damn it. We'll, go, we'll go pay the lighting bill in there. <laughs> hey, Colby, Colby and I did pretty darn good uh, uh, the other night at trivia. Just yeah, trivia. You know, hey, well, yeah, Roll came with came through with a big one. So he came <laughs> a big one. I got the last one, and yeah. that kind of carried us into a tiebreaker. So we did all right. Yeah. Well, what's it, what's right. it the uh, yeah, the, the Chivette, what is it, Chevette cat, Chevette cat, or whatever the, cat. Or the coffee, coffee beans, or whatever it was. Yeah, that's the coffee. Yeah, the poop yeah. of a Chevette cat. Yeah, Chevette cat. Yeah. Uh, you I, mean, I keep missing every year. I'm just five years <laughs> right. down. I miss, right. I miss the booties. We'll All right, Kobe. We'll see you, buddy. Right. We'll see when you come into town for sure. I know Jeff will see you at the end of spring yeah. training. That's Kobe right. Lewis, special Appreciate assistant to Chris Young, and uh, thanks for coming on. And guys, we're going down in the bus leagues right after this. Kobe Lewis for joining us there. Guys, it's time to go down in the bus leagues. Again, we're going to remind you to hit that hit that subscribe button down there, but especially because of what's coming up with us heading to spring training um, coming up next week. Spring uh, minor league camp starts. Yeah, it does. Um, a lot of, I mean, a lot of them are there. <clears throat> right. Um, more and more, more and more by the day show up, but um, you know, uh, they, they'll start to, while the major leaguers are doing their thing, the minor leaguers will also be out there kind of on fields three through six on the clover leaf and way, <laughs> way in the backfields. Excuse me. And uh, there's a bunch of them. And um, then you'll start to see them break into games probably after about four or five days of, of working out together and everything. But again, they're a lot of them are there already going through drills and, and whatnot. So, uh, it's always a always a good time. It it helps the big league club out because there are games. Uh, guys who don't play in the major league games can can go back and get at bats. Probably gonna see a lot of Josh Young back there. Probably some Corey Seager if he gets to the point where he's swinging able, by the end of camp. Swinging by the end of camp, you can just go back there and get lead bat, off every inning, bat first every inning, yeah. and and um, you know that's just kind of the way it rolls. You don't have any, <laughs> you have rules, but you don't have rules back there. Um, and, uh, you know, relievers will work. Some starting pitchers might work. Like, uh, you know, if, if they don't want Nathan Avaldi to face the Angels, yeah. as an example, uh, then he could go to the backfields and, and do his work there. Uh, or if he doesn't want to drive to Scottsdale on his day to pitch or something like that. Sure. Uh, 
Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to seeing some of the guys that a lot of them, like I Me said, too. are already there. Uh, Sebastian Walcott's there. Gutierrez is there. That whole, that whole group of young, young group. guys that were in cl- uh, low way last year. Um, so, uh, I hope Paulina gets there. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd like to see him. Um, if he, if he can get there at all, Paulino Santana, Santana. Um, I want to see him get there. There, there's a, there's a few of those guys back there. Porter. I love seeing Porter. <laughs> yeah. I want to see him, uh, going Kumar who's still injured. He's not going to be back till at least. Halfway yeah. Through but the he's, he's, probably. he's there going through the rehab part. See him every day. And, um, one, so anyway, yeah. One guy who, who is playing, who's there and is playing a lot of big league games and doing really well is Cam Colley. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's super fast, great, great defensive player. Has he been getting in late in games? <laughs> yeah. Native Texan. I think he had a triple yesterday. Um, anyway, good for it's him. Gonna be a breakout year for him. Yeah. You know, he, he, he's probably going to be at Frisco. Uh, he could be. He could be. Um, it'll be interesting to see where, where they, they end up placing him because he, for his family, he spent about half the season, uh, in, in, between high and low A and, um, but anyway, uh, he, you know, always look, always look forward to seeing him. Um, but I, I think, I think, you know, I know Abby Ortiz is in big league camp, but I'd like to see him in minor league camp playing with four end bats, things like that. Right. Um, and then, uh, and then on the pitching side, Dane Acker, who's there Dane Acker apparently has been there since like mid January. Uh, I want to see Dane. Uh, um, so there, there are there are a number of guys who who I want to see. Um, yeah. So you know, I'm, anybody who's been on our show, I want to I want to see all of sure. them. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You can't help but do that. I mean, you you really get to know these guys <laughs> and like these guys. Uh, their families will reach out to us sometimes. They love it when they're on. Uh, you know what? It is the minor league uh, segment, so I want to give a shout out to someone who turned them in, and that's. Uh, that's uh, um, Ryan Doral. Ryan Doral was a buddy of mine. He was one of the guys. I still love my Ryan Doral story. Kathy and I in 2019 took a summer trip up through going around, and we went to some campgrounds. We went up through Tennessee, and we saw Round Rock play in Nashville. Um, and so then we went up into West Virginia, and there's one minor league team in West Virginia, and I've talked to you about the Toast Man, and you heard yeah. guys talk about yeah. him. And uh, we went to that, and that's back when Bubba Thompson and Sam Huff and uh, and like uh, Phillips and those guys were all and and that that single A team was a pretty good team. Yeah, uh, back then, and they were playing the West Virginia Power, who were with. And I, I want to go back and find out if this was true, if I can remember this or not. But in 2019, I think Taylor Hearn might have been on that West Virginia Power team. Oh, really? They were a pirate. They they were high A, I think. Uh, 19, the Rangers had them. Right. Okay. They, oh, they, tra- they, they traded Kella in eighteen. Okay. So it might I have think. been because uh, I can't. But the, the, he was with the Pirates before he came here. So I don't remember who the Rangers were playing against. But I was like, I always like to go back and see. If, I usually keep a program somewhere on that. But anyway, so we were there. But the guy that stood out to me that entire time was Ryan Doro. I'd never heard of him. Uh-huh. He had three hits that game. Got in an argument with an umpire over a play at second base. Uh, and then I ended up getting him on my old pod. Uh, he came on and spent, uh, you know, a little time with me on the old pod and, uh, and, and it was fun. And then I wrote the story about him right before you and I hooked up. I wrote a story about him. Kind of like, is this a guy like Isaiah kind of Is uh-huh. this a guy that's 
coming up, going to end up being a super utility guy, playing a lot and doing all of that. Um, but he turned him in, always knew he was going to be a coach, and he took a job with uh, Hopewell College, I believe is what it is. He's an assistant coach there, and uh, his wife had their first kid about two years ago. Okay. So good for Ryan. And uh, he texted me. I texted him, congratulated him. He said it was a fun ride. Sure. Um, he was with one of those 30-round picks, came out of a little bitty Adrian College in Michigan, grew up in Michigan. And uh, so – Oh, that's, that's good. You know, I mean, it, it doesn't work out for everybody, no, you know, no, and he knew what he was going to do. He's going to stay in baseball no matter what. So that's what he's doing. All right. Well, good for Ryan Doro. Anyway. All right. Anything else? I, I don't think so. Just, uh, it's going to be more when we get there uh, and have fun. Yeah. Talking. Again, let's, let's go over everything you need to subscribe to. You need to subscribe to our YouTube channel, which right. is easy to do because I think you just have to push this button right here and button down at the bottom. And then, uh, Rangers today, also easy to subscribe to. Right. Um, Five ninety nine a month, sixty dollars for the year, thirty five for six months, and there may or may not be a sale coming up here for forty eight. So, but the deal is, sign up. It's it's four or five bucks a month. You get great coverage, um, and and you're you're not going to be disappointed. It's it's from the big league club all the way down to yeah. as low as you can go. And we and, got TV uh, star Jeff Wilson who was on Channel Five. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, big big TV spot there for new, my man Newey. What, he come to grab you and say, hey, I need you? Yeah. Yeah. Nui and I are, have been buddies for a while since I was covering TCU uh, way back when. And um, <laughs> anyway, uh, it was good to see him. And he, he 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 was so excited, he bought himself a subscription. So That's good. Uh, yeah. So thanks to Nui Scruggs. But um, look, if, if guys like that realize the value in, 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 in a subscription and, and recognize the amount of content they're going to get that they're not going to get anywhere else. You should follow their suit. So, anyway, um, thanks to our guest, Col- Colby Lewis, my, my good buddy. Yep. Uh, he's he's he's, uh, he's a good one, you know, and, uh, salt of the earth type of guy. Yeah. Thanks to Premier Properties, guys. Next time you see us, we are going to be in sunny Arizona. We're going to be in surprise watching the Texas Rangers at spring training, and we'll put together a few shows from there. But until then, we will see you at the yard. <laughs>